Before we start the show this week, I just wanted to ask you to please get vaccinated. 95% of physicians in the U.S. are vaccinated. 100% of living U.S. presidents are vaccinated. Nearly 100% of all U.S. senators are vaccinated. 100% of Republican governors and 100% of Democratic governors are all vaccinated. The CEO of Pfizer is fully vaccinated. On the flip side of that, over 95% of people who have been admitted to a hospital for COVID symptoms and people who have died from COVID in the past month weren't vaccinated. And this new variant is killing young and healthy people at an alarming rate. By not getting vaccinated, you are allowing this virus to mutate, making it harder and harder to treat and prevent. Now, I know that if you haven't gotten the vaccine by now, I'm probably not going to change your mind. But it has recently come to my attention that a few people that I trusted to do their own research and make positive decisions to protect the people around them aren't vaccinated. The vaccine wasn't rushed. It isn't making women infertile. It isn't killing anyone. If you've chosen to not get vaccinated, please, 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 please reconsider. If you just haven't pulled the trigger yet because you're unsure, please reach out to us via email, Twitter, Instagram, or however you like. And I would be so, so, so happy to provide you with some credible information from reliable sources to help you make your decision. Seriously, it would absolutely make my day. Am I biased? Yes. But I made my decision with the help of credible information, and I'd like to help you do the same. I wouldn't have gotten vaccinated if I felt like there was any chance it would hurt me or my family in any way. Thanks for listening. Now on with the show. I like that shirt. Thank you. Give it to me. <laughs> I can't. And the people listening have no idea what's on it. Doesn't matter. If you uh, become a patron. There you go. You'd be able to see that I'm wearing a Spider-Man shirt. But because you're not a patron, you're never going to know that. Yeah. Also, mixing it up for Andrew, it's got sleeves. <laughs> it does. It does have sleeves. I got to show off the guns. Oh, wait. That's not how that works. <laughs> you show off the guns by covering them up more? No, normally. Normally, oh, I show off the guns. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I see. How are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Wait, hold on. What's that? Let's go. Let me just... It looks like you're having problems. Uh, no, I'm good. Let's see. How long can I do this for? Just annoy the shit out of you. <laughs> Speaking of shirts... Yeah? Of the two properties that we are talking about today, the two big licenses... Right. You are wearing a shirt from the only other most popular license out of the top three. This is true. I Well, I figured that way we could get the trifecta. Sure. Tell you we hit all three quadrants. Great. Uh, yeah. That marketability. We're only missing like Harry Potter. Hold on. Let me get a scarf out of the closet. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get this owl that I've been saving. <laughs> get in here. <laughs> oh, no, he's eating the scarf. Oh, no. <laughs> now take this letter to Harry. How are you? What's going on? Didn't you already ask me that? I'm great. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. You asked me that. I think. Other than my skin burning. Yeah. It's healing. It doesn't, it's moved past the itching it? stage. Yeah. That doesn't look like healing to me. Well, it's, it doesn't itch anymore. Oh, stop scratching it. What? We've been over this. Stop scratching it. It doesn't itch anymore. Good. Why would I, that's what I just said. It doesn't itch anymore. I know. I know. I was working. I, I was saying this that wasn't, was even... it because I was doing this? Is that what you said that? Yes. Cause I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not, it's, it's, it's a stop like, stop caressing it. It. It, feel, <laughs> it feels like sandpaper. That's not good. Nah, it can't be bad. That's not healing. It smells like almonds. That's not good. None of this is good. It can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. <laughs> can't be that good either. <laughs> I don't know about that. Are you a doctor? I mean, no, but... Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. Well, you know what? Excuse me. I'm going to go out and become a doctor now. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you that's no good. So see me in eight years. All right, we'll keep it rolling. Yeah, please do. 
Is it our five-year anniversary? Yeah. Did we miss that already? No, no. It's Well, I think it's like tomorrow from recording. So by the time this comes out, it will have been our anniversary. Our five-year anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was coming up. Yeah. We should do something for that. You want a cake? I mean... We did that on our five day anniversary. Sorry, I didn't mean to change the subject. That was unrelated. <laughs> yeah, I just it was like every week off the air, I ask you if you want a cake and I forgot to this time. Would you like a cake today? And every day I say yes. And you never <laughs> send me one. I know. You know, it's funny. Melinda actually totally unrelated to this was like, we should order Cold Stone today. And I was like, why? And she was like, I don't know, <laughs> just because we want to get it. And I was like. Now we have a reason. Yeah. Now I can be like, we are going to order so much Cold Stone, I'm going to drown myself in ice cream. Oh, man. And I'm going to rub some on my poison ivy rash. That'll help, actually. It'll act like a balm. Is this coming from the medical degree that you just got? Or Yep. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, Good. Yeah. I'm a medical professional, man. <laughs> it's so, so quick. Take it from me. That's the magic of... Hollywood. Yes. Is we actually, it has been eight years. We started recording this eight years ago. You're back now. Yes. I just cut it all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have a medical degree and I can tell you right now, if you rub some fudge ripple right on there (laughs) and then you let it, what you do, you rub some fudge ripple on there and you let it dry till it's kind of a solid paste and then you peel it off and it takes your skin off with it and then... Your skin is no longer damaged because it's non-existent. So what exactly what exactly is the active ingredient in cold stone foot ripple? Um, acetate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 What have you been up to? Um not much. I, you, did you think I froze for a second? No, I was, I was just, just paralyzed in thought. You really haven't been doing anything, I guess. I was like, there's got to be something that I did. I thought I was going to say, I'm too busy. I thought there was something that happened that I was like, oh, this is an event I could talk about. And then you know what happened? You were wrong. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's incredible. I'm super jealous. If you're listening to this, I did the uh, unrehearsed Shakespeare show. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. How'd that go? Uh, well, Andrew and Chris... Are in a world currently where that has not happened yet. Oh, right. I get what you're saying. But if you're listening to this right now uh, on the web or on an app, it went great. (laughs) And everyone loved it. It was the best thing I've ever done. Wow. (laughs) I was there, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed up. I remember. It was great. You you booed the entire time. I did. Um, I didn't know... That they had a bouncer at Shakespeare shows? Yeah, well, they also, I noticed you didn't notice they had a dress code as well, and you had forgotten to wear pants? No, it's not that I didn't know, I just didn't wear pants. Gotcha, gotcha. I saw it on the website. It was a really hot day. Well, I figured, I read that as, I don't want to say a recommendation, how should I put this? I read it as a challenge. Yeah. You know? I will say this about you, though, I will say this, kudos to you, remembered your mask. I did. I did. Didn't wear it on my face, but I was wearing it somewhere. You were. And that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break Bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich for the last five years. My name is Chris Trebo. Alongside me, as always, has been my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Is that a big sandwich or is it just someone taking a really long time to eat a normal sandwich? 
I think it's just taking a really long time. Which is a problem because it's tuna, so it's definitely turned. Well, and the bread as well. Yeah, Five-year-old bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stale. It's mm-hmm. going to be covered in mold and probably bugs. Do you bugs. think it's a kind of bread that lasts five years, though? Would a sourdough last five years? Um, Certain pure breads. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did it. No. I did it. No. Dad joke of the decade. I did it. All right. You proud of yourself on that one? I am. Oh, wait. Sarah, you want to say happy anniversary to us? Happy anniversary. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Thank you. We couldn't have done it with you. She's already gone. Forget it. Okay. So that's what she does on our anniversary, too. I'm like, happy anniversary. I love you. So, okay. You shut the door. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a normal day. Yeah. Just another day at the office. <laughs> so Andrew. Yeah. So here's the deal. What's the deal? We were going to talk about what if today, except. But what if. But what if. Instead of that. <laughs> we did something. We decided to make our own what if episode. Oh, did you mean to, we were going to talk about the Marvel what if? Yes. I meant, I meant we were going to say, what if we talked about. The spider. What if the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home came out? Right. That's what I meant. Yes, I think that's a great idea. Instead of talking about okay. the series for What If, which is on Disney Plus currently, what if we did our own What If episode? <laughs> and in this universe, on the day we were going to talk about a What If episode, what if the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out? And we talked about that instead. I don't think that would ever happen, though. Well, I think it will look something... Like this. Andrew, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out this past weekend or week. I don't remember when it came out, but it came out <laughs> not too long ago. And so uh, I I think we should uh, break this down. I was like, could we talk for a half hour about a two minute trailer? But looking at this trailer, we definitely could talk for a half hour. I suspect we will talk more about this. Than the reading assignment? Uh, yeah, I think the last topic episode, we did sort of a similar thing where we talked a very long time about the topic and spent like... 15 minutes talking about the reading assignment, and we were like, yeah, whatever, or whatever. But I think, I suspect this is going to be a similar thing. Not to spoil my thoughts on Trial by Fire, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, I think this will be a quick, I think that'll be, <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's a lot to actually unpack with this with this trailer, which is kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I, we could have done it in the next Newsday Tuesday, but was like, that's going to take up the whole episode. It's a big and deal. And there's a lot going on in it yeah. in a very small amount of time. So I kind of want to break this down as we get into it. I have a couple of thoughts, theories, things I think I spotted, things I know I spotted, things I definitely didn't spot and I'm speculating wildly on. And I'm sure that you do too. So there's a couple of things, that, ways I want to break this down between like, what do we know plot wise? Then I want to talk about some villains, some Easter eggs, and then kind of like, how does this fit into the larger, larger MCU? But first of all, what do you think of this trailer? <laughs> Melinda and I watched it together, as we do with trailers. By the way, I, it feels weird, but spoiler alert for the trailer, trailer of No Way Home. I know you really should watch it, it unless you really want to go in blind. There are a couple times I've seen movies for trailers and I was like, man, I really wish I didn't see that. Even the first one. This is just a teaser trailer. But I remember being like the um 
the one for the first one for Jojo Rabbit. Right. And you see Taika Waititi playing Hitler in this kid's imagination. Right. And I remember being like, I wish I they had put every other piece of that trailer in except for that. Mm-hmm. I wish I had no idea he was playing that role. And then I went in and I was I've been like, oh, my God. So you may there are some things, some big deal things that you probably already know because the Internet is full of bastards. If you haven't seen it, I would recommend watching it. Two of them are us. Yes, that's right. Well, no, because that's the thing. It's like people have just started putting out screenshots immediately with the second it dropped. Right, and we right. did some like we were very kind. We basically just like retweeted the video and stuff like that. I did also put Spider-Man dies. Wow. Exclamation point, exclamation point. But other than that, we didn't tweet out any spoilers. <laughs> that's not a spoiler for this. Or maybe it is. Anyway, spoilers for this trailer. When Doc Ock showed up. Melinda had no idea who it was. Of course. She knew the character. I can always count on your fiance. But she's a good indicator because she is pretty tapped into this stuff, right? Right. But even she was like, oh, oh yeah, it's Doc Ock. I guess Doc Ock's going to be the villain in this. That's cool. And I was like, do you know who that actor is? Like, do you recognize that character from another movie? And she was like, no. And I was like, it's the same guy who was in Spider-Man 2. And she was like, "Oh, oh, that's really cool. So I wonder... If the regular movie-going audience is just like, oh, yeah, Doc Ock, I remember him from the cartoons, or I've seen action figures or whatever, right? and don't necessarily remember, because that's another thing I want to get into as well, and actually we can do that right now, is that I don't think he looks that much like himself. I'm wondering if they're doing, uh, they do want to differ it a little bit just because, uh, yes, he's playing the same character. I mean, literally, this it's not the same actor playing two different versions of Doc Ock. I think it's right. But for, well, OK, let's get let's get into this, because this also kind of feeds into kind of what we think the plot is and things like that. Here's what we don't. We Here's what we do know. He's playing Doc Ock. He is playing the Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. But also, that's not to say that he's playing Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. Immediately after the events of Spider-Man 2, where we find him, he said that they kind of pick up from that moment he drops into whatever it is that he dies at the end of Spider-Man 2. But yeah, yeah, we don't know if that's kind of exposition for his character and then where this the you know, this screenshot comes up or the shot of him at the end of the trailer. It's like years later and he's been in hiding or what? The thing for me is he looks much younger to me. Like, doesn't he look a lot younger? In the one from the No Way Home? Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, thinner. He has, like, a stronger jawline. His hair is thicker. Yeah. He's more virile. <laughs> I think he bought a Ferrari, yeah, if I remember right. in the shot. Yeah. So, really, he's not that he's younger. He's compensating for something. All four of his arms, he just just a little bit longer. Like, longer than, they, than a man his age should have. Because here's the thing. But limper. <laughs> if you just showed me this picture, right. the shot of him from No Way Home without seeing all the arms and stuff, right. if it was just his face, and you showed me a picture, and I hadn't seen this trailer, and you said, who's this? I wouldn't be able to answer it. It kind of looks like Eugene Levy? I could see that now, now that you say it, but I would I would be able to answer it, uh, but if I didn't know the trail, it was from this trailer, and I didn't see the arms, I would probably say it's from a different movie that he's in, and I'm like, oh, that's funny, he kind of looks like he did in Doc Ock. You think it looks like Alfred Molina? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it looks like him. It sounded just like him because it's I'm, him. But. Well, here's the other thing is I, I wonder if they're doing some slight de-aging. Oh, they absolutely are. Have you seen him recently? He's like 60 pounds heavier than this. Right. But that's what I'm saying is they're slightly de-aging him. And so it's a it's more kind of smooth over look. And that's where you're getting like he looks actually younger than he does. I hear you. But Marvel has done this 
de-aging thing for full movies before, and it's worked really, really well. Like, we've never had a thing. Like, Sam Jackson, in um, when he was hard up for work in the 90s, right. was in Captain Marvel. Sure. They de-aged him for that whole movie, and the whole time I was like, this looks like young Samuel L. Jackson. Right, but also, here's the other point I'll, I'll, I'll make. This is from the trailer, so they're not done yet. Sure. You know what I mean? They, yeah, this, yeah. this is meant to be not quite a mock-up because they're putting it out for public consumption, but yeah, it's yeah. not the finished product. So this might get better. Yeah, yeah. it could be different. I'm not, look, that's a, it's kind of small potatoes in right. all honesty because it had the effect that it wanted, no one was like, is that Alfred Molina? Every, everyone exploded and was like, oh my God, it's him. It's Doc Ock from the other movie. But for me, I was just like, even the first time I watched it, I was like, he doesn't look that much like him. It's just like the glasses and the arms and he's he's kind of he's kind of thicker cheeks than you would normally see in Hollywood. But other than that, he's not like he's not like the monstrosity big man that we saw in the last time we saw that character. Right. So here's what we know so far. All right. Just based on this trailer and just stuff that's come out. OK, so plot wise, at least this is obviously picking up pretty much from the moment that Far From Home let off. Because we're seeing him swing through the city with all the billboards and uh, and everything of his face being shown that we get a little bit of the J- Jonah Jameson news report that was on all of the all the billboards at the end of Far From Home. So this is obviously picking up like moment that the last movie let off. Well, there actually has been some speculation. This shot that actually we're looking at on the Patreon video of them swinging right. through the city with J. Jonah Jameson screaming in the background on all the screens. People have pointed out that right. that is the exact same footage we saw at the end of Far From Home, the last movie, but they have put J.K. Right. Simmons in the background. So this could be some like Marvel trailer magic as well, where we're not actually going to see this scene. Sure. And they just put it in there to like sort of remind people. I have a feeling that what we're going to see is because he ends at in front of Madison Square Gardens and that's where the like big thing happens. I have a feeling that it'll pick up at that moment and it's going to be like a little bit. It's almost going to be like the first Spider-Man, like Homecoming, where it opens on this scene. And it's like what happens in the the minutes right after the end of Far From Home. And then it'll cut and then it's like a little fast forward, a little time fast forward. So that's it's almost like not a flashback sequence, but it's like, okay, and then, you know. Six months later, we know that we got Doctor Strange going on in this, which when we get to speculation, we may uh, we may ask, do we? I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it it appears basically we know he goes to Doctor Strange and he says, hey, can you undo all of this? And against Wong's most vehement apprehension, he's kind of pissed off about it. He's like, listen, you fuckwit. Listen, jackass. Don't fucking do it. I got to leave on some sort of vacation, which we'll get to in a second. Don't do this while I'm gone because I don't want to have to clean up your stupid mess, white man. I know he doesn't say that, but it feels that way. <laughs> yeah, you really made this about race all I of just, a sudden. It feels like, hey, listen, guy who comes in out of nowhere. I like that it's like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's like right before Wong leaves, he's like, look, whatever you do, don't do this. I don't want to have to clean up your mess. And he's like, hey, I'm not going to do it. And then it flashes and it's like Doctor Strange does it. Wong has to clean up the mess. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that is the title. And so uh, in doing that, I love that in this trailer, it seems that the reason everything goes to shit is simply because Peter Parker can't keep his mouth shut, which is ironic because it's Tom Holland 
who everything always goes to shit because he can't keep his mouth shut. So I feel like they had to have incorporated that into the plot just for Tom Holland. Maybe, yeah. It's the truest scene he's ever played. <laughs> a scene where he makes so many problems for everyone yeah. and affects everyone's world greatly because he can't stop talking. <laughs> No acting necessary. And of course, they get Benedict Cumberbatch to babysit him and make sure that he keeps his mouth shut. Right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think Benedict Cumberbatch was put in charge of making sure he didn't, of making sure Tom Holland didn't spoil anything on maybe Infinity Wars tour, the press tour. Yes, he was. We get a couple of different spider suits going on. I'm just going off your your slides now, but this is working perfectly, actually. (laughs) Uh, We've got the Iron Spider, which you can see right there if you're watching on Patreon. We've got his normal... Which I think has a different name in the MCU. I think it's called like the... Is it Stark Tech? Stark suit? Stark Tech suit? Something like that. Something like that. But it's the Iron Spider suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also get a black suit. Yes. This is that one that I was talking about before. You and I had had discussed it before. This kind of all black with a little bit of gold suit that you see just for a brief moment. And nobody really knows what that is yet. It does look like he is in like a soup kitchen, Mm -hmm. like a homeless shelter or something, which we have seen in Far From Home, where Aunt May is like they right at the beginning of the movie. I think they're sort of doing a press thing at one. And um, even in the comics and in the video game, FEAST, which is one we've seen before, it stands for something, it's an acronym. Right. That's one that generally Aunt May works at. So this could be that. I also slowed it down and watched it frame by frame. And I noticed that when he's there, he has the mask on at first. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it looks like he's been transported somewhere. Yes. And he looks around to see where he is and then takes the mask off. He says something to a guy behind the counter, and the guy behind the counter points off screen, and Spider-Man runs off screen. Okay. So this must be a universe where everyone knows who he is, I guess, because I imagine there's going to be some, like... Or no one knows who he is. That was my thing, is when I saw it, because I noticed, like, I noticed that, too, where he has his mask off, and he just starts running, and I was like, maybe... it, It does look to me also like he just got like needle dropped into that spot. So it's like, is this a, because we know we're going kind of multiverse. Is there a point in this movie where he's just dimension, 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 you know, what, kind of dimension hopping and he leaps into this thing and he's just like, this is, it doesn't matter if my mask is off. Nobody knows who I am or they do. And they'll find out it doesn't matter. Cause I'm it's, this isn't my home anyway. So I can just run out of here. That black suit might be the mystic suit. So there is some toilers that we talked about before where it's kind of like a, a spider suit that has some mystical abilities to it. I think that's the one that we're getting. I can't see more than three suits being featured in this movie because after a while it's going to get a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's talk about uh, some villains. Yeah. Right. Because there's a, there's some that we're we're getting in here. Obviously, we're getting Doc Ock. Yep. We know that because he's in the trailer. Right. Right before that. We also see the Green Goblin pumpkin bomb, the pumpkin bomb, which is the pumpkin bomb from the first trilogy. Yep. So Willem Dafoe has been rumored to be like heavily, 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 heavily rumored to be in it. Yeah. But there was no like official confirmation. This is pretty much the most official confirmation we're getting that he is, in fact, in it. And also, what is that? What is it? Did you get it? No, there's a mosquito in my tiny little room. <gasps> oh, no. How did it even get in here? It snuck in in your hair. Where did it go? Oh, no. I saw it. Is it on me? Can you see it? Oh, I see it. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Oh, I got it. Did you? Yes. Is there blood? No. Did it, did it get you? Nope. Just trying to get out and I fucked him up. Yep. And there's no blood on you, which means it didn't even get a chance to bite anything, which means. Didn't even get a last meal. Which means its children are going to go hungry now. 
Thank God. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck children. Don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. I just realized <laughs> what that sounded oh. like. Don't do that. That's not, that wasn't advice. I'm not a legal expert. <laughs> oh, man. What? Anyway, Spider-Man. I'm a doctor. You're a legal expert. Oh, my God. That's the magic of editing. So, villains. Let's get into it. So, yeah, we have Doc Ock. We've got the Green Goblin coming. Jamie Foxx is supposed to be in here somewhere. I mean, not, it's, he's not in the trailer, but he's supposed to be in this movie somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we see Yellow Lightning, which is uh, the sort of indicator of his character in the comics. Yes. And I, they have said that he's going to look... He, No one quite knows how this works because... Apparently he is Electro, but not the same Electro, or maybe is the same Electro, but different. And that he's not going to be blue. It's going to be a whole different thing. I still, it's the only Spider-Man movie I haven't seen. So I don't even know how that ends or anything. Electro loses. What? Spoiler alert. I know. I know. Shocker. Oh, shit. I is he in it, too? Uh, no, he's. I actually stumbled on that by accident. <laughs> it's good. I worked my way right into that. And then there's one villain... That I haven't really heard talked about that I think they just indicated, and that is evil Doctor Strange. I think we see an evil Doctor Strange in this trailer. Where's that? Okay, there is the scene, the moment, where they're on top of what looks like a subway train in the desert, and he multiplies all the subway trains and makes that big. If you look, he's in all black. That looks like a different Doctor Strange to me. I think we're getting multiverse... Doctor Strange's Doctor Strange Eye, Doctor Doctor Strange, Doctors Doctor Strange. Strange. It's Doctors Strange. Yes, I think we're getting Doctors Strange, and I think that's a multiverse Doctor Strange. I assumed that that scene was him just sort of explaining how the multiverse worked. I assumed that at first too, and then I watched the trailer again and I noticed that he's in a completely different outfit. You don't think he was like Peter? I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you how the multiverse works. But first, but first, let me change my clothes. Yeah. Be right back. Let me. But first, wardrobe change. It takes a little while because I got to take this cape off and I got the thing. And then I got to after I put everything on, I got to redo the hair. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, put yeah. the gloves on. Can and we the just side note and say that's the worst hair for Doctor Strange that I have ever it's seen. It's not great. And this, I don't think is digital. So I don't think they could do anything about this because it's really. Are we ready to get into any speculation yet? Let's get into some speculation. Okay, Let's do it. So I had a couple things at the end. One of them is. Doctor Strange seems kind of dumb in this, and he also seems like he hasn't learned the things that he has already learned in the past movies. Yeah. So I wonder he. OK, rewatch it again at some point, like right after we're done with this. Everyone pause the podcast right now and just rewatch it again. But think, what if he was Loki? I see what you're saying with that. And just feel like it's it sounds like Tom Hiddleston as Loki saying a lot of the things he's like, oh, don't worry, we won't, you know, and stuff like that. It's very Loki-esque, which I'm not even necessarily saying that I think that it's Loki pretending to be Doctor Strange, although it could be. We have seen those two sort of properties Right. You know, they've been intertwined before in Ragnarok and um, at the end of, I think, the first Doctor Strange movie, uh, like the post credit scene. But there's there is also a lot of stuff that's like, is it Mephisto, <laughs> which has been like the ongoing assumption. Mephisto. Everyone really wants to make Mephisto happen. However, stop, Internet. Stop it. You're not going to make Mephisto happen. If No, if it's going to be one, I don't know that I think. That's the case either. I I think it probably is actually Doctor Strange, but I think there is. It's worth talking about that 
if they're going to put Mephisto in the MCU, this is probably the time to do it because this story is heavily influenced by a comic yes. that involves Peter Parker, like basically selling his soul in order to make people forget that he's Spider-Man. And in doing so, he also loses Mary Jane or in the MJ as uh, she's sort of a, it's a different character, but like it's MJ. You know, M- MJ, it's the love interest. Right. And like his friends and stuff like that sort of. And, and Aunt May, it doesn't remember that. It, so and it, it also means that if he if he f- tells anyone, that's part of it is that if he tells anyone, uh, then like everything goes to shit or whatever, which could be what we are seeing in this trailer as well, because the whole time I'm thinking, Peter, you can just tell them. Like, if they forget, you can just tell them you're Spider-Man. You can just leave right after this. Go back to MJ and be like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. Hey, Ned, I'm Spider-Man. Check this shit out. Pew, 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 flip, 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 flip. But if part of the spell is, like, if you tell any one person, then the spell is reversed or... Then the whole thing is undone. Yeah, yeah, or or something worse happens. But there's also, like, little hints, like, people have drawn, like, there's a protest scene and there's, like, someone holding a, a... piece of cardboard or poster board that has like a devil with horns and stuff like that so there are some hints so naturally if an extra in the background is holding this right. uh, holding some sort of cardboard sign that's the cue for the internet to go they've told us the whole plot of the movie <laughs> i know in this but one it cardboard also, sign it would also explain why dr strange is such a dickhead in this yes well the, uh, and but the other thing is this could also lend towards what I was saying as well, because right. if nothing else, let's make it about me. Maybe an alternate universe, Doctor Strange. It could be an alternate universe, Doctor Strange, that was there the whole time. Yeah. That perhaps the multiverse has already had the crossover where this Doctor Strange came in. Oh, yeah. Kidnapped our Doctor Strange. And maybe real Doctor Strange is like tied up in the basement somewhere. Exactly. And this guy is like just wreaking, has been wreaking havoc for a little while. Yeah. Which I'm sure there's a. F- Funny explanation for why everything is covered in snow. I was going to ask you that question next because it's not. I've heard speculation that like it's because there's a hole in the ceiling, but like he walks in from like spring or fall or summer where there's no snow anywhere and he walks in and it's like a foot of snow. So it doesn't make sense. There's just that there's a hole in the ceiling. I'm sure it's it's some funny explanation of like it's some sort of spell gone wrong. But if that's true, perhaps it's because this guy has come in, kidnapped our Doctor Strange and it's been a multi and then what we're seeing in that subway scene is closer to the end of the movie of the reveal of I'm not the Doctor Strange, you know, I'm this guy this whole time. And actually what you thought I was doing was something I was unlocking something else. This just happened to work for my plan. That would also explain why Wong is just like at the end of his rope with this motherfucker. And he's like, I'm going on vacation. Yeah, because he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. So there's that as well. And it would explain that more mischievous aspect and the idea like he hasn't learned anything because he hasn't because he's not our Doctor Strange. He didn't go through any of this stuff. There's that possibility as well, I think. I found this TikTok and I watched it over and over again, and I was like, oh, this is an interesting point. I don't know if I buy it. And then I didn't think anything of it, and I scrolled on. And then I was like, I should bring this up on the show. This is a really interesting point. I tried to go back and find it. I searched for 20 minutes. I can't find it anywhere. This guy on TikTok speculated in the shot where right after Alfred Molina as Doc Ock says, hello, Peter, we see Tom Holland switch into the Spider-Man suit using nanotech or whatever, right? Right. This person on TikTok theorized that they are deep faking Tom Holland's face 
on top of Toby Maguire. I could see that. So the reason they speculate that is Toby Maguire in a scene in Spider-Man 3 is wearing a suit with a blue shirt, a sort of dark tie and like a gray coat. And Tom Holland in that scene is wearing that suit. It's like identical. So they've theorized that just for the trailer, because they don't want to spoil that Tobey Maguire's in it, they have deep faked Tom Holland onto Tobey Maguire's face. Now, the only reason I really don't think that's the case is because, okay, so get a different shot of Tom Holland. Right. Because it's a trailer. They do that all the time. There's no there's no need to go into a deep fake of that. Right. Just get a different thing. (laughs) The other thing is this, and this is slight. This is maybe even too much. Oh, my God. Is there another one? No. Oh, you were looking around. I thought there was another mosquito. No, now I'm just paranoid. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why I answered. So like, no, is there? Did you see one? <laughs> I thought you were looking up and they're like, Chris, they're coming in through the ceiling. I know. They're- I want, well, it's hard too. Cause I'm like, am I itching because there's a mosquito on me or am I itching because I'm covered in poison ivy? It's both and neither. You have herpes. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. The other thing, and this is a really minor thing, but why the hell not? We're talking in a two minute trailer anyway for 30 minutes. So let's get into the minor things. He hits a pose right after that when he puts the nanotech thing on yeah. that I never once have ever seen Toby McGuire hit. <laughs> sure. He does. He, he, it's like a, well, very, that's funny because a lot of people in the comments were saying, oh, that's the Toby McGuire pose. I've never seen him go into that pose though. Well, I mean, he has to get into it somehow. He does, but usually the, the way that he did, he's standing upright and then he goes into almost like a battle pose. Like, like he's bracing himself. The only time I've ever seen Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man do that is when he is one fully Spider-Man two CGI CGI. <laughs> That's really what I'm getting at is CGI. Yeah. And he's like swinging or he just swung into something and landed that way. That's not really his MO. Now, again, this is really speculation because for all we know, who knows, maybe that's something that they're just putting in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man does and we just never saw it or whatever. But why? But again, exactly. Just get a different shot. It's a trailer. They do it all the time. None of these. If you watch any trailer, the dialogue always seems like a full conversation and they're all just different snippets from. Frankly, I think that's what they already did, because I do think that it's Tobey Maguire on that bridge. Right. At a different scene, because how would Doc Ock know that that's Peter Parker? I, I, agree I, I think with there's you two well. possibilities. One to cover my ass. So the first one is that like Tobey Maguire's there and he sees him and he's like, hi, Peter. And then they have a fight or whatever. And they just swapped out the scene where it shows Tobey Maguire reacting with a scene of Tom Holland reacting to something else. But I think there's also a possibility that what he does see is a man in the Spider-Man suit and he thinks it's Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that dialogue may just be flipped from the scene that they're doing. So it may be instead of the order that they have it in where the arm comes up and he says, hello, Peter, and then the suit, it's arm suit. He probably sees the pumpkin bomb arm. Right. And then hello, Pete. And then the Doc Ock goes, that's Spider-Man. Hello, Peter. Yeah. He's like, how do you know who I am? You know, and then it's like, oh, it's a different guy. So there is that we you and I got into it on an episode where you were like, hey, Andrew Garfield. When don't we? Yeah, I know. But you were like, hey, Andrew Garfield says he's not going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. And I was like, Andrew Garfield's a fucking liar. Right. And I still stand by that. These motherfuckers are in this movie. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. They're not going to grab all the villains from him. I just want you to acknowledge that you were wrong. No. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. No, I'm not going to acknowledge that I was wrong. That's I'm going to put our conversation right here. Oh, no, I remember the conversation. 
I'm not even disagreeing that I said what I said and you said what you said. Okay. I'm just not going to acknowledge that I'm wrong. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. That's what's uh, happening I see. here. I, see. I just want that to be clear. So what you're doing is acknowledging that you were wrong, but you do refuse to acknowledge that you were wrong. Correct. Okay, good. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. The, right. Not the first thing you said, but the okay. second thing you said. <laughs> okay, correct. I do not acknowledge... That I was wrong, but I am 100% not acknowledging that I was wrong. Are you not acknowledging that you were not wrong? I am not acknowledging (laughs) that I am wrong, and I'm also not acknowledging that I'm wrong. (laughs) Crystal clear. Let me be clear on that. I cannot be more clear than what I just stated. You're certainly not mincing words. Absolutely. I'm definitively saying that I am not wrong and also not wrong. So this joke has gone on longer than I thought it would. Let's yeah, move on. Me too. Oh, this is a fun little speculation we can throw in. Ready? So how do you think Bruce Campbell is going to fit in all this? Oh, my God. Well, it's not Sam Raimi, right? It's not. But I get and there's a big fan outcry for this, which doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. But at the same time, I will say, you know, I feel like. The filmmakers of this are smart enough to try and include him in some sort of cameo portion, knowing that he is a through line. The same way if they said... Can I tell you why I don't think that's going to happen? Because Bruce Campbell hasn't already come out and said, I'm definitely in this movie, which is totally (laughs) his MO to go to some con and be like, oh yeah, I shot a scene. Well, he wasn't in the Andrew Garfield ones, right? No, he wasn't. Let me tell you why I think it's not that he's not in this movie. Okay. I think there's a good chance they discussed it. And then went to Sam Raimi and they were like, would you rather put him in Doctor Strange? Oh, I think he's going to be in that, too. But so, like, are you really going to have him play two different characters in two different movies about different characters? Why not? He played three different characters in the same franchise. But it desaturates it. Like, I don't know. If I see him twice, I think they were going to they would rather be like Desat- Raimi desaturates the Bruce Campbell brand. It does. It though. Like, it down. It, that's a huge surprise, though. Right. Like, just it is. Give him to Sam Raimi, have him do it. If you want to bring him in after that for something else in a Spider-Man movie, go to town. Listen, I'm going to just go on a slight tangent with this because it's just fun for me to do. Okay, I think I think I feel like he's going to be in it just in a small, tiny sort of way. Again, just I think he'll be in a cameo. A lot of people are saying like he could be again. They could actually give him his Spider-Man four part that he was going to do, which is the Tobey Maguire universe is Mysterio. Yeah. Which I think it would be fun. I like this idea. I think in some sort of way, if we're introducing different Spider-Mans, throw in, throw in one more, just for the briefest of moments, have him be like old Spider-Man, <laughs> like a, almost like into the Spider-Verse with the old Peter Parker. But see, you could do that with Tobey Maguire, and I think that would work better. You could do that. But I, I also think... Just he would be hilarious. Because that? that's the other thing, too. If you're going to in all honesty, for me, if you're going to put him in a Spider-Man movie, not to- Tobey Maguire, uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. If you're going to put Bruce Campbell in a Spider-Man movie. Keep the tradition going where he's just I actually didn't like the idea of him being Mysterio. It's a little too in the foreground. Right. Whereas like the other characters, he was like a wrestling announcer. He was a mater D. He was like the usher at a theater. Give him a role like that. That's what I would rather him be. Well, but the point of him being Mysterio in the last in the last franchise was the idea that he was that same guy throughout. And then it all adds up to this. I think, uh, listen again, do I honestly think that he's going to make an appearance in this movie? Probably not, but I li- it's fun to speculate about that one. That's a that's a fun one. I I agree with you. He's almost definitely going to show up in 
And yeah, one hundred percent. Would you like some uh, Easter eggs? Yes. I would love some Easter eggs. Well, too bad. Easter's not coming around for a I long time, it. you motherfucker. How about some Cadbury eggs? Can I get a good okay, Cadbury? Okay, sure. Yeah. So we've got... Do you, um, wait, do you like a good Cadbury egg? They're okay. Really? Yeah. They're fine. I'll eat them if there's nothing else. Are you saying the the normal one with the white inside of it? that The cream one inside? It's the messy... It's the like... There's like stuff inside and I'm like, I'm not... It's, I'm not big on that. It also doesn't taste great. It right. tastes like... Oh, yeah. This is chocolate. Have you ever had the... Um, the caramel one? It's just like a big egg of chocolate and caramel? I mean, come on. That's great. That's, that's fine. No. It's got to be. I'm, listen, I'm a chocolate peanut butter guy. So, like, I that's my jam. Okay. They yeah. don't have a peanut butter egg, do they? Not that I know they of. They should. Well, that's the other thing, too, though. They, maybe they tried, though, because other chocolate peanut butter places, companies that have made chocolate peanut butter that isn't Reese's, they tend to fall pretty flat. You yeah. Know? But I think you know if, why that is. Why you know Reese's sells their peanut butter in the jar, right? Yes. Have you ever had it? It's not the same peanut butter that they put in the things. You know why? Because that the other peanut butter is like freeze dried or something. No, no. I so uh, years ago I was dating someone who made me a Reese's peanut butter cup cake for my birthday. Uh huh. And they were like, oh, I, I read this instruction, these ingredients, and this is how you're supposed to make it like from scratch. And it tasted like a Reese's peanut butter cup. And I was and the, the consistency and the taste of the peanut butter was exactly the same as a Reese's peanut butter cup. And I was like, how did you do this? And she was like, oh, it had me add powdered sugar to the peanut butter. Oh, yeah, that would make sense because it would. Yeah, I understand so, yeah. that. But I will. But um, the, but here's the thing. Reese's peanut butter. I've never found it that great. Oh, oh, sir. No, I don't no, like it. I'm sorry. I, I I'm like sorry. So long. <gasps> well, listen, you know what? I stand by this. I. You can find us on Amazon. Where are we? <laughs> An Apple podcast. Listen, it's inferior peanut butter to me. Whoa. Okay. Yes. Those the Reese's are. Peanut, I will go out and say, it. listen, I am from where they make that stuff. I don't and give I will a go shit. out and say it. I'm from where they eat it. The United States of America. You, sir, have insulted patriotism and the flag that I love. I challenge you to a duel. Fine. I'll be able to win because you've been stuffing yourselves with inferior peanut butter. I I, no, it's not. Peanut butter should be creamy. No. Uh, yes. No, it shouldn't be dried no. and flaky like you've left it out in the sun for eight hours. What are you, hours. high? No, I'm sorry. You're... Uh, you I, just said you were... No. You don't like Reese's? I, I like Reese's, but I think it is an inferior... Compared to other peanut butters, it is an inferior peanut butter. Like what peanut butter? Anything. Any peanut butter. You could combine another peanut butter with uh, chocolate and it would be better than Reese's peanut butter. I feel like you're fucking with me. Nope, I am 100% not. I like a good Reese's peanut butter. Don't get me wrong. But when I compare, I, I bought other peanut butter cups and there's Especially been, like frozen, a frozen Reese's peanut butter cup on a hot summer day is so good. Yeah, but that's the thing is like I could do that with any peanut butter cup and it would be so good. It'd be fine. All right. But the, the, but the peanut butter in there are other peanut butter cups that you can get out there that is a little creamier, a little more consistent to like if you got it out of the jar, whereas this is completely different. No, I'm sorry. This is the most shocking disagreement that we have ever I, had. I'm, no, I'm so gonna, shocked I, by this. I will die on this hill today, Andrew. I wish you would. Reese's peanut butter is an inferior peanut butter. If you had said, like, I don't really like peanut butter and chocolate, that's not really my thing. I really like the chocolate and caramel or whatever. I'd be like, oh, okay. But if you're like, no, I love chocolate no. and peanut butter, just no, not great. Reese's? Peanut butter and chocolate is the greatest combination that they've made since chocolate and peanut butter. 
Okay, it is it is absolutely outstanding. It is a superior food to all other foods. However, Reese's peanut butter and chocolate compared with other peanut butter and chocolate. And I cannot be alone out there. Let me hear you, Twitter. Let me hear you. Let me know. I'm telling you, we're going to start a revolution right now. It is an inferior peanut. It is cheap and largely manufactured. And you can get better peanut butter and chocolate cups if you go to your mom and pop shops. You know what? You're cheap and largely manufactured. I can't disagree with you on that. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on to Easter eggs, please. Let's move on to Easter eggs. Is that what we were talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. At the beginning of the trailer, you see graffiti that says Ditko. Oh, yeah. Which is uh, clearly a reference to the creator of Spider-Man. One of them, Steve Ditko. There's also a cab in the background of one of the shots that has the number 1228, December 28th, Stanley's birthday. Oh, so it might be his cameo nice. in the movie. For Fox's sake mug, which is the mug that uh, Doctor Strange is holding, do we think that's a reference to Disney getting Fox? Uh, it might be. It might be. Yeah, right? But like, it's a funny thing. It also could be... Like the the idea that they're going to introduce He's the Fox, Fox characters. characters through the multiverse, yes. which we are, you know, Doctor Strange is part of, I especially like if idea. he's an alternate version of himself. Yep. And last but not least, I feel really worried for MJ because uh, half of this trailer takes place on the George Washington Bridge, which is where Gwen Stacy died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I'm a little nervous about that. I don't know, because some of that seems like that beginning and this is those are one of the shots where i was like i think this is from the beginning of the movie the end of the last movie see that's the queensboro bridge where she's on top of the bridge with him and stuff and the helicopters are around them the queensboro bridge yeah Mm. the uh, george washington bridge is the one where doc ock shows up in the pumpkin bomb and stuff is it okay you live in new york i I know i know but i was i i didn't get a chance to really like look at the bridges why even do a podcast then i don't know if you can't look at the bridges i ask that question every single day (laughs) there's one other easter egg that i want to mention there's been some speculation i don't think this is correct at least in the reference that people are making but there's some people speculating that in that interrogation scene, oh yeah, the guy slamming that bunch of papers down is in fact one Matt Murdock. See, I actually think it could be. Do I think it's Charlie Cox? No. Oh, you think they've recasted and not told us? Possibly. Okay. It's a little strange to me that we see two people in this scene interrogating him, and we mm-hmm. get a real good look at one of them, and they mm-hmm. clearly are trying to make it so we're not seeing the other. Right. Like, we just don't see his face in one shot. The other is super blurry, and he's moving around. It does seem a little weird, so I wonder if it is, at minimum, another character that just hasn't been, we haven't seen yet. And Maybe it's... um. Can't remember her name. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. It's definitely a man that's doing it. Maybe it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. But maybe it's, uh, I don't know. But that's the thing, too, right? Is they could have, maybe that's the misdirect that they did in Infinity War, where Hulk wasn't, was in all the shots, all the imagery and the the trailer. And maybe they're going to switch this guy out for someone. It doesn't, you know, there's any number. You never know with Marvel, which I love. I love that they've started doing that over the past couple of years. Listen, it might be Matt Murdock. If it is Matt Murdock, I think it is Charlie Cox. I think if they were going to replace him, they would announce it because I think they know if someone else came on screen and was like, hi, I'm Matt Murdock. I think the fans would be like, what the 
fuck. So you think it's not Charlie Cox? I think it might not be. I think it's just a guy, actually. To tell you the truth, to just uh, as much as I love speculating, see our 20 minute conversation about Bruce Campbell. It's more likely that like the trailer had to be two minutes and they were just like, I don't know. Cut and that guy like, out. I just want that one shot yeah, of the yeah. guy. Yeah, I think it's the because the guy who's talking, he's not a star, but he is a like he's on succession. He's been in a couple of things. So he's a face worth putting into the trailer. As far as having lines. And I think the other agent is just a dude. The other thing about this potentially being Charlie Cox is that when you the shot from the guy from far away, you can kind of make out his body type and he's not cut. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. The the guy, even when I looked at the arm slamming down, I was like, that doesn't look like he just looks like a guy. I thought I've studied Charlie Cox's arms. Oh, I have. I mean, oh, but I have my God, but they don't look like his. Yeah. They don't. I don't think well, they, in his yeah, body, yeah. too. He's just he's a little doughier. This guy, not Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox is like Jack. Also, the, you know, this is an interrogation scene. I don't think it's a scene with his lawyer. Also, why would his lawyer be pissed off? It's probably not the state prosecutor. Like if it's it might be the state prosecutor or whatever, like which Charlie Cox or Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock likely wouldn't be. Yeah. Matt Murdock's a defender, isn't he? Right, he's a exactly. defense he's, lawyer. Yeah, he's he's a. Um, He's literally a defender. Yeah. yeah. A defender. Yeah. The defenders. There are also a couple other little things that I want to bring up. Like the other, um, there are potentially other villains that we see. We may be getting the lizard, yeah, so yeah, which yeah. it looks like. We may be getting uh, Sandman, because there's a lot of sand oh. all over the place in this trailer. Some people have speculated also, that I think the spot that you're looking at, at the lizard, which is like, the, he's in like an alleyway or something. He's in dark, or a cave or a tunnel or something. It actually, yeah, it looks to me like it might be... The Sanctum Sanctorum. Right. Uh, there's been some speculation that it might be not Venom, but Venom, essentially, or some sort of um, possibly Venom from Spider-Man 3. The Topher Grace oh, Venom. Oh, Topher, yeah. yeah. So that's, a, I mean, that's a possibility. Have you ever thought of going by the name Topher? You know what? My um, When I was a kid, my dad worked at a school and he asked the one guy in the shop room to make like a plaque for our toy boxes like an engraved wood plaque. And the guy was like, what's your kid's names? And he was like, Christopher and Timothy. And I don't know where the misdirect, the misconnect happened, but the guy made plaques of just Topher and Othi. Yeah, it was weird. And I, to this day, I have the Topher plaque. It's actually in in my apartment now, but uh, I still have it. It just says Topher. Well, but was it a disconnect or was it did like, cause I had never heard the name Topher before, but is that a, is that a nickname for Christopher? Or did he just do it because there was already a Christopher Grace and a Chris Grace and a Chrissy no, Grace? No, I think and- I think Topher is an is an actual name. I don't. I, it can be short for Topher, short for Christopher. But I think Topher is an actual name. But some people started calling me to, like some of the the adults that knew my dad called me Topher a couple of times when I was a kid. It was never a nickname that caught on, which at first I was like, I don't like it. But now that I'm older, I'm like, Topher's kind of a cool name. It's kind of cool. Cause it no, is cause it cool. goes from being a very common name to being like the most unique name ever. Right. Topher, Topher Treble. How does that feel? I don't like it. Topher Treble. Yeah, I don't like it either. It doesn't quite. It have sounds a- like you're telling me to do something. Like if you introduced yourself to me, if I said, hi, Andrew Dunn, and you said, hi, Topher Treble, I'd be like, Topher Treble. I barely know her. <laughs> you almost made that work. That almost worked. For it you. does work. Are you kidding? It was. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Although, do I like it better? Uh, hold on. Wait, Chris Treble, Topher Treble. 
kind of like saying Topher Treble better. Though. What's your middle name? Uh, Nicholas. I don't know why I said, uh, I don't know why I have to think about that. I know what it is. <laughs> to be fair, now whenever anyone asks me my age, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> just like, I don't have time for math. I don't know. Like a few years ago, I was 31. I, I don't know. <laughs> They're like, how old are you? And you just look at your hand. And I'm just like, like 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 93. Yeah. So Topher Nick Treble, Topher and Nicholas, Tre- Topher Nicholas Treble. TNT. TNT. TNT, baby. That's pretty good. But Topher pretty Nicholas good. Treble is a pretty solid name. That's, that's, a, that's a got a little um, James Tiberius Kirk to it. Man. Oh, you're selling me on this. <laughs> for Nicholas Treble. Wait, hold on. Let me try. Can I just try something on for size really quick? I want to take it out for a test run. Okay, sure. Okay, ready? Hold on a second. Wait, let me ask you a question. Wait, no, I'm asking you a question. New professional name. Toe for Nicholas Treble. Toe for Nicholas Treble. What do you think? She's thinking about it. It's not bad. It's not bad, right? It's not bad. This might be, this might be pretty. Let me take it out for a test run. Ready? Ah, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Meet of the Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic, geek, and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and legalize a name change. My name is Topher Nicholas Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Uh, sorry, it's Andy Dunn now. So. <laughs> I didn't mind that. <laughs> I do. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you have to ask her to call you Topher in bed. That's the that's the test run. Would you call me Topher during our mo- more intimate moments? I would never call. <laughs> but could you please? But but could Ever. you? Okay, I hear what you're saying. But, but, but could you? Never. Please. Please. <laughs> Sarah, wait, but wait, listen, but hear me out, though. Hear, hear me out. Hear me, just hear me out. I really need this. I need a win. If you're having an intimate moment, that's the win. That's true. That's that's a good point. That's fair. What the fuck are we talking about? We've been out for like know. 20 minutes doing nothing. I don't know. Anyway, wait, there was one other thing. Oh, there's one other big thing I want to talk about. I don't even know what we're going to do with this reading assignment. Holy shit. Anyway, okay, I'm going to... So I want to talk really quick before we get off of this on how this kind of fits in the larger MCU. Okay. So first of all, basically I'm going to propose this. Is this movie responsible possibly for the events in Loki or are the, are the events of Loki actually responsible for what happens in this movie? That one. You think that one? Yeah. Do you think it's basically like the the spell is happening at the moment? No, I think um, I think it's going to be somewhat real time. But I think it's also going to be a thing where like, well, both of these keys have to turn. They don't have to turn at the same time, but it does have to be like we turned this one. And now like three months later, we're going to turn this other one. And I, I say that because I still suspect that. Disney is not going to make it so you have to see the Disney Plus shows in order to understand these. So I think it's just going to be like, a, hey, I don't know why this is happening. It shouldn't be happening. Oh, well, we're going to try to fix it now. But it's going to be like, oh, it, it's happening because Sylvie fucking stabbed He Who Remains. Yeah. If you watch the, the Disney Plus, it's, right. it's a thing extra yeah, yeah, yeah. that you get. 
Interesting. Okay. Again, this is a wild speculation theory that will never come to fruition and is not, it's a hundred percent not actually going on, but it's a fun theory that I've developed that I might start trying to put a filter through, put all these things through this filter. I have a theory that says that for this next phase of Marvel with the introduction of the multiverse in both Loki and this and Doctor Strange and other series and things like that. That what they're telling it, they are showing us a story of the same moment in time from multiple angles. Uh, that at the moment, so, so this would, in my theory, this involves this movie, No Way Home, Loki, and WandaVision. That in some way, all three of these events happen literally at the same exact moment. But like what event happens? So like it's the spell in No Way Home. It's the stabbing in Loki. What is it in WandaVision? I think and this is the the weakest of the of the three, but uh, the the climactic battle between um, Scarlet Witch. And, but what second? I would say the second. And why? Oh, I don't know. It's a random theory I'm making up as I go along. The second where Scarlet Witch makes the the changeover from and basically when she she gets her costume, I would say, like when she kind of unlocks that upper level of magic, whatever she has. There. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But man. I think that I think that would be interesting. I like I said, do I think that's actually happening? Absolutely not. But this is a fun filter. I'm decided to to. Uh, it's a cool through. idea to do with the movies, though. I think if we did or even like what would be really cool would have like a whole phase of movies that don't take place anywhere near the same time right. leading to like oh this is how Kang came to be or whatever just right. like in the background and then it's like because Doctor Strange made the spell because whatever other movie is coming all the pieces fall into place yeah see i think you could do that with what I'm saying is where you make these movies because they could possibly take place. You could. I don't think having WandaVision in there is going to do that. And I think it'd be a little weird if it's like all these movies and the one show. I think, like I said, I think WandaVision is the weakest one, but I think there is something to this idea of like, they're showing us a much more truncated period of time with all of these movies that uh, Wong is going off with a bunch of suitcases and then we see him in Shang-Chi fighting Abomination. So the idea like he exits there and immediately ends up in Shang-Chi. So those movies are kind of overlapping each other as well. And then the idea that Loki is taking place literally at the same time as this movie here. And those moments l- could possibly line up. Isn't and- Multiverse of Madness like the next one after Spider-Man, it though? It is. So, but I don't know how this is. Yeah. But I, I, again, we don't know what is happening. There. Maybe. Yes. Chris, yes, Topher. Thank you. You're welcome. Maybe Doctor Strange splits himself himself. <gasps> and what we're seeing is sort of like the dumb clone version. So it's multiplicity. Right. That's what we're doing. Yes. We're with doing Michael the movie Keaton, Multiplicity right? <laughs> with Michael Keaton yeah. in the MCU. That's the new theory. Run but with like, it, or, or even if it's a, a new, a different, like an alternate universe one or whatever it is, Doctor Str- our Doctor Strange is off with Strange with uh, Scarlet. He's off doing something else. Scarlet Witch and fucking this off. Doctor Strange has come in and taken his place. 
and caused this to happen. This is our new theory. We're going this with this one. It's a pretty good theory, um, actually. I like this one. Yeah, yeah. See, I knew if I brought this up, I know. we would hash something out that made Especially sense. Especially since we know that it looks like Wong is probably literally jumping from one movie to the other in to this trailer. The, to the next one. And yeah. that's what I mean. I think all these movies that they're doing in this phase are really taking place you know, not next to each other, but really overlapping each other that we, they are showing us the same moment in time, you know, spread, even spread it out a little bit. Like theoretically they could be showing us literally one week of time. Right. Over the course of like 12 movies. You know what I mean? But sort of just like the planets figuratively aligning. Kang is getting stabbed at the same time. This spell is happening and that's what fractured it. And it's actually not Peter Parker's fault, but also. And it wouldn't be the first time the Marvel's done this. I remember when Iron Man 3 first came out, which I think was the first one after. Avengers. The first Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone was like, so why aren't the Avengers helping him? And then it slowly was like, oh. Cap's not helping him because Hydra has infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. at the same time. Thor's not helping him because there's this, like, horrible elf alien that's, like, killing his people and on and on and on and exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think what they're doing in this phase is really just showing a small snippet of time that is fracturing the multiverse. All these things happening at the same time is too much for our universe to handle and it fractures it. All right. That was fun. And I got a new name out of it. You did. Congratulations. You have Thanks. been reborn. Thank you. I'll give you a baptism, a baptism by fire. Oh, wonderful transition. Well Thank you. done. Well Thank done. You. Well, let's treatable. go on to the reading assignment. I'll, wait, I'm going to give some space for you to be able to edit in the theme for the reading assignment. That's the new intro to the thing that you put on the last episode. Okay. Nice. And that's the end. That's the <laughs> okay, end. Great. Okay, great. Perfect. So, uh, Andrew, I gave you Suicide Squad Trial by Fire. You did. Which was a collection, essentially, of the first eight issues of Suicide Squad, along with their Secret Origins issue, which takes place actually right before this this yeah. run had launched. So number 14, I yeah, think is yeah, what yeah. it was called. So I, I gave this to you because we had just done The Suicide Squad. I also had never read this before, but... I realized in reading this, I'm a little more familiar with some of the events that led up before this as well. So, but overall, what did you, uh, what did you think of this? It's fine. Okay. Yeah. The, so the Suicide Squad Trial by Fire is the first eight issues of a 67 run by John Ostrander, who, uh, who wrote this entire thing. He actually, I watched an interview with him where he talked a little bit about how he came to be the writer on this. He was asked to write for DC and he had... I can't remember what the name of it was, but he had an idea in mind. He had like a story that he wanted to write. That was one of theirs. And he was like, I have this idea and I want to take these properties that you guys have and I want to use those. And they were like, well, we've actually already got one of those in the pipeline. But to tell you what, we got this like thing that nobody gives a shit about called the Suicide Squad. It had like five issues forever ago back in like the 50s or whatever. And no one's done anything with it since. And he was like, well... Okay, maybe I'll take a look at it. And he was like, but here's the thing. And it was sort of the same idea. Like, the he liked the other property, the other license, because he was like, oh, I, I these are all, like, terrible people, is what it, the plot was. And they were like, well, we do have this other property that's, like, all villains. And it's basically the same thing. And he was like, well, who's in it? And they were like, I don't know anyone. And he was like, okay, well, I want to be able to kill off whoever I want. 
I want to be able to do whatever I want with these characters without having to worry about people being precious about the characters or whatever. And they were like, okay, here are our C list and D list characters that we basically have thrown away and you can do whatever you want with them. And he was like, great. So he just got the green light to do whatever he wanted. And he wrote these stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's also, I believe the guy who in the suicide squad is injecting the bombs. In the oh, back of the is that John Astor in the I new one? I believe that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in that same interview, which is from March of this year, he's interviewing a, like an 11 year old Irish kid on YouTube. So if you if you search John Ostrander interview, it's the first thing that comes up and it's incredible. They're like interviewing over Zoom. He said of Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller didn't exist before Suicide Squad. She was entirely my creation while I and the artist. And I knew what I wanted. I wanted her to be African-American. I wanted her to be female. I wanted her to be heavyset and middle-aged because there was no one like that in the comics anywhere at that time, which I thought was pretty interesting. Basically, John Astor, he was like, basically, I wanted to create the sexiest woman ever alive. <laughs> I wanted to create a woman for me. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of seeing all these... Ugly women in comics with their large with breasts their and their thin waists and their small yeah. <laughs> waists and their long, luxurious yeah, I'm hair. Sick of it. And their full lips. I'm sick of all these uggos. <laughs> Time to create a woman that it, that all men can agree is attractive. A woman that all uh, that all men can agree is attractive. A woman who's lost her family to horrible, horrible acts of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get much sexier than that. Am I right? <laughs> 11-year-old Irish kid. Guy Gardner got it right with his girlfriend in the fridge. <laughs> That's a sexy woman. Oh, man. Um, can I be done with this interview now? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you something else. I had a couple thoughts on this. You have a couple thoughts on this? I do have a couple notes on this. Yeah, let's, let, me, let me hear you. I like that he's straight up killing characters. I do. He is true to his word that I actually uh, I found a review that was like one of the problems is that like almost none of the characters die. And I was like, I don't feel that way. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, no. I think a lot of them. And he said and one of them is like, a, I don't remember which one it was, but one of them was like kind of a like a waste. And it was like a stupid way to do it or something. But I, then I was like, there's a woman literally riddled with holes from a turret on a helicopter. And right, this at one right, point, right. like they, they I think it does a pretty good job. I don't think these are the best so I, I've heard that it gets better. It, it does. Goes. And there are. And, and again, this is kind of the beauty of the model is that you can put in whoever you want. I think these are, uh, you know, to to try this out. Obviously, you couldn't take the most renowned villains because they were probably being used at the time. Like you couldn't put the Joker in here. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. You know, and then possibly Which is funny though too, because the penguin is in this, <laughs> but the penguin is in it, but he's only, only in it kind of tangentially. Yeah. yeah like but one that's issue. The thing. Yeah. And the other thing is there is a larger continuity, especially at this time in the DC universe where you do have to keep track of where your characters are. So, you know, the penguin is in this because he was defeated in in like a Batman story. You know what I mean? They know right. You have to know in who's prison. in Arkham. You have to know or who's Bell in Reeve, Arkham, Bell Reaver, just yeah. who's away and who's not. And so yeah, yeah. there is that to go with. I th I do wonder, as far as the killing people, I agree with you. I don't think it felt like they didn't kill anybody. I think I do wonder if people coming to this after watching the su the Suicide Squad are like, well, they don't really kill anyone. And I'm like, well, it's not a James Gunn movie where they're just killing people off left and right. Well, and especially like this was written like 40 years ago where like now it's like if you call a movie the Suicide Squad, you expect everyone to just fucking die. 
but like 40 years ago the fact that the the fact that this story opens with like 300 right. casualties right. in an airport that, or whatever is I, I that surprised can me. i just say I really loved that opening sequence. By the way, spoilers for this. <laughs> spoilers for yeah, for Trial by Fire. I love that opening sequence. I love the fact that there was there were no word, there was no dialogue to it. It was just panel, 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 panel. I even loved if you notice they lay out the credits almost like a movie, where it's not just one block thing on a splash page. It was just kind of done throughout, and I was like, this the flow of that was really good. It's something I've never seen in a comic before. A lot of this run is very cinematic. Yes. And not, it doesn't always work to its advantage. Right. But the way that it does, it, it feels like the early stages of like, hey, do we want to start to do these kind of more like movies? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I And it does, I will say kind of off of that, I do, going into this, after giving you this assignment, like I said, I hadn't read this before either, but we had talked about Secret Wars from Marvel and and. Uh, demon in a bottle and kind of the you know 900 word dialogue boxes when in one panel and I was like ah, is it gonna be a lot of that and it's it's not there is some of that it's still it's still of its time dialogue wise but I didn't think the dialogue was as bad as I thought it was gonna be yeah there's still a lot of like there's one part where Amanda Waller where like a guy t- says to Amanda Waller, um, it's Nemesis says to Amanda Waller, like, "Hey, I don't have to be here. I don't have to listen to you." And she's like, "Do I need to and remind you where 12- you came yes. from, Nemesis?" Yes. And then it's like three pages, yeah, which is like not anything anyone would ever say to anyone. Like if I was like, "Chris, do I need to remind you that you and I went to school together, and that we had these classes together, and then we did this show together, and then we ended up working together briefly, which is how we started this podcast?" And you're like, "No, I know." And then this event that I was in anywhere near four yeah. happened to you and only you and you would be really the yeah, only one to exactly. know that this happened this way yeah do you remember there's that? a little bit of that it also is very funny that they retcon rick flag to be his kid which i was like that's clearly what's happening here that's yeah, <laughs> definitely 100 percent. the one oof, piece of dialogue i love i think the phrase carry on was federally required for everyone to have as their last words before they died in the 70s uh- <laughs> Because everyone, everyone says it yeah. right before they die. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like the ultimate ice buck bucket challenge. Like there are a lot of phrases in this that I don't know. Like there were a couple times where I read the same phrase over and over again, and I was like, I have no idea what this means. Uh, yeah, and I was like, I'll just move on, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even think anyone actually said that a slang when this was written. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, Captain Boomerang though is the most Australian thing to ever Australia since Australia, isn't he? I don't know about Jesus. that because a lot of his a lot of his stuff is. Like when I was looking at it, the way that it was, I, I'm pretty sure he's Cockney. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that thing. Like the way they're, because they, in the comic, they, for anyone listening, they they try to make it so that when you read it, it's in your head, it sounds like an accent. But the things they're doing, right. And they, they replace THs with Vs. They, all the eyes are oys. And I was like, this motherfucker sounds like Bill Sykes from Oliver Twist. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. It's not Australian. There. Yeah. But he just, I don't know what kind sounds of. Sounds like Michael Caine. What kind of dialogue he's using over there. Yeah, but I it's, know. Man, oh man. It was, they were laying that on thick. You know what this did really well for me, though? Is I've never understood how a man who throws a boomerang is any match for the Flash. 
And at one point, he goes up against the speedster, and he throws the boomerang, and the speedster moves out of the way, and he's like, what was that? You idiot. I'm fast. And he's like, yeah, but the funny thing about boomerangs is that they come back to you, and it hits the guy in the back of the head and kills him. And I was like... This makes sense to me all of a sudden. Like there was little stuff like that where I was like, oh, that there is a way for him to do that. If you don't expect that it's going to come from behind, you can't see it to move out of the way. And also he kills that guy, which shows you like Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Even while the guy's falling off a, off the top of a building, he's like, hey, you know, when I do this to the Flash, he creates wind turbines using his arms and that softens the blow so he can run away. I wonder if I wonder if this guy knows how to do that. And it just says splat. And he's like i guess he didn't yeah i love that but that's what i mean like it does it does kind of lend the idea that as ridiculous as this character is he is a formidable villain because he's willing to go like to that extreme of like no i'll just fucking kill you well and that's part of it too right we always wonder like okay so how is lex Luthor honestly a threat to superman right and it's because superman refuses to kill him lex Luthor has no bones about killing anyone does not care Yeah. yeah 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 what did you think of the william hell story I thought it was cool. Uh, it was interesting. I thought it was cool, too. I thought it was very interesting that every issue tackled, its issue, no pun intended, tackled a different right. issue from a different decade, basically. Yeah. Like, one of the first ones, they're fighting Nazis, they're fighting the Russians in one, and then they're it's, fighting, like, yeah. the, the KKK, basically. And, like, the, it's very interesting. Right. I did not realize that it was this type of comic. I know this was around the time when comics started doing this, like, with um, Danny O'Neill. Keep the and, politics out of my comics. But this was, I think, around the same time as, like, the Neil Adams, O'Neill, Green Arrow, Green Lantern run yeah, yeah. and things like that, which is another one I should look into. It's possibly a, a reading assignment. But even even from like a storytelling aspect, I thought I the whole time I was like, I don't know how they did this. And then they explained it at the end. And I was like, OK, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That's a really interesting thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, and like how I said, they the, did this. I, I, the William Hell one in particular was like, I was like, I've never seen them tackle a story in this way before yeah it was also very interesting i've never seen this might be sort of what you're getting at when he's like hey i'm gonna arrest the black guys you white people if you want to don't go to jail this is what i'm saying you you become fucking nazis i was like whoa and i i on one hand i appreciate that sort of thing because it's very interesting on the other hand i just once this was my biggest problem with the first wonder woman movie is i just once want it to be that no, people are just assholes. Yes. Like that's what happened with in World War Two. Is like no, no, they're just assholes. Like they're just racist. But I like this regard of this is a way of telling a story that I hadn't seen, where this the villain is disguising himself as a hero. Essentially, he's making himself out to be a hero, and it's working. That this that society is is listening to this because he's secretly doing this other villainous stuff and kind of building this army, and it wasn't. Um, kind of a mustache twisting type of plot line where it's like I'm doing this because that way I can rob the bank or whatever it's because he's a white supremacist you know what I mean there is like you said there's an issue behind it and it's very interesting because his motivations are not that much different than let's say Superman or something he honestly believes that this is a place where these people can be redeemed right. and they can see the light because this is where they go to become good people. And he honestly believes he's cleaning up the street. You know, he honestly believes that he's and doing he probably good technically is like there's probably less gang violence because they're being because he is going after criminals. Right. That was the other kind of I don't want to say refreshing thing. But the interesting thing is that this wasn't a character who was like, I'm just going to go after the black guy and just any like I'm not going to pull somebody just coming out of a bar or something and right. say they were doing something wrong. He's capturing criminals. 
He's just letting the white criminals go and giving them a chance of redemption. Which is why at the very beginning, Boomer, the the Captain Boomerang says like, hey, why why are they even doing this? It's only black. It's like overwhelmingly black people who are committing these crimes. And it's like, oh, the reason for that is because William Hell is letting the white people loose. So the ones on record are all black. Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, that was an that I, I did not expect that from this comic uh, especially from this era is that we're like going to use this for issue comics or, or issue storylines, which was a nice, a nice surprise for me. Did you have any, any other thoughts, any other notes or anything like that? I know I kind of, mo- Oh yeah. Monopolized uh, I, had, I had some very specific ones that are like Rick flag uses prison rules to earn respect by beating up a random guy in front of everyone. <laughs> when he first gets there, I'm glad they're staying true to the insufferability of Ronald Reagan. I asked you, <laughs> I'm not going to be you're not going to be able to see this. So you, you might as well just pick up the the comic and read it if you're listening or even if you're on Patreon. But I sent you a text of uh, that had a picture of a guy. And I was like, why was this man allowed to enter a prison this way? And he's got like a little pipe and like big glasses and he's bald and he's got like a scarf and like a turtleneck. And I was like, what is and a checker checker striped suit coat? And that outfit, that's what he was sent to prison for is wearing that outfit. It's a great panel that I have in my notes as well, where. Because there's a lot of women being hysterical and needing to be slapped. Yes. There's a lot of like a lot of the things that go wrong are because women can't handle it. They just can't keep it together, you know, which is a little dated. Oh, I wrote here. Oh, good. 50 pages of exposition, which I think is the like the opening. Yeah. Whatever that thing is called. The Secret Origins is literally a comic that is 60 pages of exposition. Like, I will say this. That's the whole point. If you don't want 60 pages, don't subscribe to that title right and you probably don't have to read that no it's probably not important it's not that important it's It's really more of like hey if you read the old suicide squad this is why it's kind of different it's like it's a different we tried that and then the guy who ran that had a kid and these other two groups merge and it's more of that if you care but it's not really nice if you've seen the suicide squad the movie you can probably jump right in without reading that yeah if you start reading this they make references to it but for the most part it's like it doesn't matter anyway you understand that in a comic book characters have a past before the first issue before yeah. you got there before you got there you you are yeah. reading the second act perpetually i wrote here Nazi surprise was incredible. Nazi surprise, by the way, my favorite flavor of ice cream. Um, Mm. I wrote, of course, Captain Boomerang is racist. (laughs) And then last, I just wrote, it was fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It is good. It's good. I like it's easy to skim as well, which I started doing. I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta just read it because a lot of them are like these three panels are just all saying the same thing and you get it from like the very first few words. It's like, we're not going to be able to go through into that room because, and then there's three panels of that and you're like, okay, so they can't go into the room. And you're like, I know why I just yeah, saw Well, why. and you don't need to know yeah, why. Yeah. It's like, okay, they can't go in the room. So they just got to figure out something else to do. You'd also skim because like you said, there it, it is still of that era of like, well, let me tell you why I blah, blah, blah. Here's your entire life story in three pages. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. I know this life story. So I could just skip those three pages. And you can pick up most of it. Honestly, I'm I'm interested in seeing... It might be an interesting experiment to be like, see if we can get a copy with none of the text and just oh, hand yeah. it to someone and be like, tell me what's going on. Because there is a lot of... I'm not a huge fan of the art, like the way it looks, but it right. does tell the story. Story, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, overall, like I said, this was, this was kind of surprising to me. It, it, it didn't... Uh, you know, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I've discovered, a, you know, a hidden gem or anything. But yeah, yeah. 
as far as reading a comic from that era, which sometimes it's very hit or miss, this yeah. one landed more on the hit side. Yeah, of- especially compared to something like you brought up Secret Wars. Secret Wars had a lot of very interesting small pieces, like it introduced the black suit, Spider-Man, right, and right. some other interesting ideas. But it could have been 45 pages, whereas yeah. this feels a lot more consolidated, a lot more... It's more dense, yeah. Uh, which is it, it's helpful. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. All right, you got one for me, sir. I do. I've been debating back and forth. There is a run of Mister Miracle happening right now that I just started reading, and it seems pretty good. But I think I'm going to save that for the next one because it's only like four issues in right now, and I'd rather see how it wraps up a little more. So what I'm going to do for you this time, since we were talking about Spider Man, okay, and you gave me one that you hadn't read or hadn't finished reading yet, okay. I'm going to give you a Spider-Man one that is widely believed to be one of the best, if not the best Spider-Man comic that has ever been written. And I also have not read it yet. So I would like to. And this is going to be a good excuse. It is the 2008 run of Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, also interesting because I think that we may get a post credit scene in No Way Home that involves one Aaron Taylor Johnson who has been reported as playing Craven in a future movie Yes, in his own <gasps> film. So because if we're getting all these villains, right, it would make sense that we know this guy's coming. I like this. I like this. A I lot. suspect we'll be seeing a little bit of him pretty soon. So I'd like to give our listeners and also you and also me. I know a little bit about Craven. I've read some other stuff and he's a big deal in like the old cartoons and stuff like that that I've, I watched when I was a kid. So I'm going to give us all a bit a good introduction into this character. Hopefully it's a good one. And uh, we'll see how that goes. I like that. Oh, I love it. I'm really actually looking forward to that because I've I've uh... Craven's a cool character. Yeah. There were also reports that um, like years ago, um, someone in a Barnes and Noble was like, hey, uh, so Kathleen Kennedy just came in and bought five different comics with Craven in them. And everyone was like, oh, that's got to be a curse for like Kathleen Kennedy. Like she I can't know. buy anything now with someone being like, hey, this is but the also next- like. If she buys a bunch of comics, you know, she it's, she's not doing it because she's just a big old nerd. Girl, yeah, that's true. A hundred percent. Although, really, if you're Kathleen Kennedy, wouldn't you send an assistant out to do that? Wouldn't you buy it on Amazon? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, what's she doing? Going to a Barnes and Noble. But I was going to say, it's not like she goes to the grocery store and they're like, Kathleen Kennedy just bought a bunch of zucchini. That's the thing, though. I think that would happen. Post credit scene. <laughs> Post credit zucchini. Yes. I think that's, I think, 100% think that's what happened whenever Kathleen Kennedy buys a zucchini. So uh, that's it. But before we go, hey, Andrew. Yep. Hey, Andrew. Yep. Hey, Andrew. Yep. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash the Media Lunch Break is a good place to go and subscribe. And That's a great a place and to go that. and subscribe. It's a great place, but really anywhere. We're basically all over the fucking place. So wherever We're you listen basic. to podcasts, if you have one, they, and that's another thing, if you have one that you would rather listen to us on because you've listened to a bunch of other stuff and we're not on there, just send us a message and we'll get on there. I, I think I've done a pretty good job of spreading us out everywhere, but... Send us a message. We'll get on there. Don't you worry about it. Don't you even think about it. I mean, think about it enough to send us a message, but don't worry about it. Don't concern yourself with it. Right. Then stop thinking about it because we're going to do it. Concern yourself a little. You got a lot to worry about. So you don't have to fret over this thing. That's right. Worry about 
other stuff. Other things, yeah. But you don't have to worry about this. Like, looking both ways before you cross that street right now as you're like walking. Kathleen Kennedy, if you're listening to this, buying your zucchini Get later today zucchini. and everyone, yeah. yeah. You gotta worry sure about you, that. Yeah, make sure they're not bruised. And make sure it's covered. Mm. You don't want anyone to see you buying that zucchini. Yeah. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on YouTube. We've got some great videos coming out soon. We've got other great videos on there. We've got a Life and Times of Stan Lee. That's an older one. We've got some stuff about the history of Black Panther, the history of Miles Morales, who may or may not be appearing in this film. We'll see. Oh. Yeah, so check that out. We've all, we're also on TikTok. We're on Patreon.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Please feel free to go there and give us money. And uh, in exchange, you could get your name in a video. You, in fact, hey. probably will soon, eventually, if we keep making videos. If, if we don't die. If we don't die, we're going to start putting people's names in videos. But if I keep eating Reese's. Well, yeah, you should eat a better peanut butter. <sighs> no, no. Hang on. A healthier peanut butter. Because there are no better peanut butters. And I'm just going to move forward before you can respond. Because we're also, uh, you can send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which is themedialunchbreak.com. We have an Amazon affiliate link for the Suicide Squad Trial by Fire in the description. So make sure to check that out. If you purchase that comic through there, we get a little kickback. It is worth reading, especially if you like the Suicide Squad or if you like Suicide Squad, either of those. Um, it's it's worth checking out, especially if you want to understand the jokes that we're making. Be sure to check out the link in the description and, and go give it a, a perusal. Or if there's anything else you want to buy, click the link below. You search for it in the subject box. And then um, if you find what you want to look for there, you can absolutely buy it there. And then we still get a kickback. Uh, you don't pay anything extra. It's all on us. It's all on Amazon. It, it takes a cut out of Jeff Bezos, it takes a cut from him and gives it to us. And that's what you want to do. So make sure you check that out. And then also give us a rating and reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Make sure you give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Uh, special shout out to Julie. Thanks, Chris Julie. is not going to hear this because he just put his headphones on his son, but she just started reading Saga, and uh, I feel real bad for her because she also didn't know that it's not finished yet, so oh, I just no. told her that it's halfway done. Oh, he can hear me. I can Hi, always Daddy. hear you. Hi, always. Daddy. I can read Daddy. your lips. Daddy. Yes. I think I can hear him now. You can hear him now. Oh, yeah. you can hear me now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's almost it, but the last thing that I... Um, wanted to say has a curse in it, so I'm not going to read that part. <laughs> Before we get done, as always, if you had something you want to send us over, we just talked about Trial by Thanks. Fire, we just talked about the Spider-Man trailer, you know, if there's something you want us to be... <laughs> there's something you want us to be talking about, you know, uh, something we should be reading, if you're like, hey, what are you doing reading that thing? You should be reading this thing. Send it over. We want to know what you guys... Want us to read? We're always looking for something new that we haven't discovered yet. If you're like, listen, guys, I got this hidden gem. No one has ever heard of this. Mm. Let me know. Hold on a second. Give me one second. Mm. Yes. I think, I think Thunder here. I think sound is going here. Uh-huh. Sound is going there. there. Uh-huh. They're here to have Oh, oh, yeah, that's 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 pretty Maybe. accurate. Pretty close. Um, or if you're a creator. Maybe it's going Around here. This is gold. Up this there. This is gold. It's here. I need you to appreciate to this. What's happening right? If you're a creator, you're you're making something, and you're like, hey, I want to get this out to some people. I want people to know about it. I want to. I want somebody to talk about it. Give me some notes. Any thoughts on it? Anything like that? 
Feel free to send it over. We love doing those reading assignments. Those are actually my favorites. I love getting those. Mine too. So um, anything like that, always send it over. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it. Yeah, next week. Tuesday Newsday. Tuesday Newsday, babies. Wait, look. <gasps> what? Look, stuff is crawling. Something's crawling. Oh, man, there's another mosquito in your studio. Where is it, buddy? They. Oh, no, the mosquitoes. Is it on my face? Because it might be beads of sweat. I think that's not a mosquito. All right. I think that that. Are you talking? Are you talking about his face? No, I'm talking about the one on shirt. Sh- oh, there's a spider on his shirt. I think the other Iron Man and the Iron Man Iron Man at the store where we went from Wings. Oh must yeah, the, be the same. It must be the same. It absolutely must be the same. All right, let's get out of here before hey, this Daddy? kid decides to just tear down this entire place. Daddy. Yes. I think I get it now. I think I get it now, too. Happy five years. Happy five years, everybody. Yeah.